another episode of Rebels Rewind. I'm Kellen, and I'm here with Kaylin. Hi, Kaylin. I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. Today. Oh, thanks for having me. No, anytime. And of course, Evans here. Yeah. How's it going, man? Good. You? Pretty good. Pretty good. 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 Good to hear. So, uh, what's been happening in the world of Rebels sports as we start uh, the Rebels recap? Uh, the women's volleyball team won the MCAC championship for the Woo! first time in school history. They beat the CMU Blazers in a crazy five-set match this weekend and took home the trophy. First time ever. Crazy stuff. Solid. Yeah, good for them. That's uh, And they were the number three seed, I believe, Yeah, playing they, the number one seed. They had a 7-9 and nine record while CMU had a 12-4 and four record in the regular season, so complete upset. Yeah, 7-9 and nine record going all the way against the number one seed. But they also had the help of the MVP on their team, did they not? Yeah, Ashley Goodwin. She had a great game. Great season. Great season. But do you know who else had a great game? Who? Sarah Meisner. What did Sarah Meisner do? Um, she's an outside hitter, and she uh, came up with 12 kills and a team-best 21 digs to keep those rallies alive. Wow. Really impressive, yeah. But yeah, Ashley Goodwin, like you were saying, didn't just she won the, uh, the finals MVP, but she also won the MCAC Women's Volleyball Player of the Year. She led the team with 139 kills this year. And she's just been a powerhouse for them. Yeah, and to be the MVP on a t- on a seven and nine team, that's uh that's pretty impressive that she was able to uh, excel so much on a on a team that uh, wasn't the best team in the entire league. But then they go on and win in the playoffs. So guess really, they were the best. They did. They did end up being the best. So yeah, great season for Ashley there. But another good season was um, Josh Gozen of the men's team. He um, MVP for the MCAC for men's volleyball th- this year. Um, he was in his fifth year of eligibility, so his last year is this season. He had three seasons at the U of M, then he transferred here for the Creative Communications Program at Red River College. And he um, this season, he led the whole league in kills. He had 293 kills wow. this season. That's insane. Solid. 293 is insane. So he's just been a powerhouse for them. On a team that finished the season 2-14, and 14, and you win MVP. The only team to not make the playoffs, and he's MVP. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder what the team would have been like without him on the team. But, yeah, an outstanding season on a team that struggled at times. But, mm-hmm. he, I mean, his offense was undeniable throughout the season. 293 kills. Like, yeah. that's unbelievable. And just to add on him as well, his last year of eligibility, he could have, instead of finishing here, he could have finished school here and took a class at the U of M and finished off there at a higher level. But, yes, he has a soft spot for Red River here and decided to just – and his and his volleyball career as a rebel. Yeah, Josh is graduating uh, this uh, end of the spring, so finish your education here, finish with your sports career here. Mm-hmm. It's a solid end. So yeah, solid volleyball. You know the volleyball, good season by the women's volleyball team, obviously bringing the first banner to Red River and Ashley and Josh just great seasons individually for both of them as well. So yeah, that's the rebel sports, but there's a. Uh, dodgeball opportunity coming up for people hey kaylin there is in march so anyone who's looking for a good time loving dodgeball great way to make new friends get a little physical activity in (laughs) (laughs) it's a co-ed dodgeball tournament being held on march 14th so in the south gym thirty dollars per team or five dollars for a free agent that's what they've written on so if you uh, don't have any friends pay five dollars and they'll they'll find you some they'll draft you the team will draft you uh for registration info 
head to student services or email co skinner so that's c-o-s-k-i-n-n-e-r at rc.ca if you uh, aren't on the exchange district campus or notre dame district campuses the deadline to register is one week prior to the event so that'll be march 7th with the event on march 14th i like volleyball who doesn't it's dodgeball uh, but that's great that you love volleyball I like volleyball and dodgeball <laughs> that could get really intense really quick yeah, it can. All right, so that does our Rebels recap here for Rebels sports and everything happening Red River. But a lot of things happened elsewhere in the sports world. Uh, trade deadline just passed. NHL, NHL trade deadline. Dun, 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 dun. So, uh, what? Who are we gonna go over first? Um, let's just start with. Um, let's just get right into the Columbus Blue Jackets, who seem like they made probably the most moves or most interesting moves, anyways. They jumped the gun. I think they were like one of the first teams to make like, yeah, a so big trade. Yeah, they're all in this year, and if there was any <laughs> doubt about it, I mean, Panarin and Bobrovsky have been on the uh, trade bait board all year, but uh, on trade deadline day, Armel Kekalainen definitely put his foot uh, down and said, we're not selling, we're not going to take a step back this season, we're going to try and go for it with, with the players that we have, so... Yeah, he trades for Matt Duchesne, he trades uh, for Ryan Dezingle. A day later. And then he gets Adam McQuaid as well, so... Th- and Kincaid. And Kincaid, yeah, in goal. Maybe Kincaid can take over for Bobrovsky when he inevitably doesn't return this summer. But it'll be interesting to see. Like, they made all these moves. They're really going for it. I guess this is the year to do it with the Metro division not being as strong as usual. Yeah. So I think they have to finish in the top three because if you end up eighth seed or something, you have to play Tampa first round. I don't think these moves are worth it. Yeah. So I see them, if they finish top three, going maybe the first round, win the second round, and then maybe then they'll have to battle with Tampa to duke it out. And who knows? I don't think they'll get past Tampa, but we'll see. Hopefully they do so they can say this is worth it. Stranger but. things have happened. Yeah, any team can make it if you make the playoffs now mm-hmm. in the NHL. I mean, every NHL GM basically says that. And the other yes. thing that NHL GMs always say is, uh, I'm not going to mortgage the future f- to try and win right now. Yarmo <laughs> Kekalainen has clearly mortgaged the future to try and win oh, right yeah. now. Because as of right now, the Columbus Blue Jackets are the least successful NHL franchise, and they were outside of a playoff spot when they made these moves. There's Wait, always around trade deadline. It's a lot of like, it's a lot of pick trading. But I think this year, especially, I noticed like a lot of the trades were for picks and pretty high as well. One guy who did not get a high uh, a first rounder for him was Mark Stone, who goes oh, to the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights. He goes for two pros. Uh, sorry, uh, Oscar Lindbergh, so a middling NHLer a borderline NHLer, a prospect, and a second-round pick to the Vegas Golden Knights. That's such a weird trade. Isn't it? Like, what? I mean, I wasn't surprised when I saw that he went to Vegas because Vegas always seems to worm their way into everything. Everything Winnipeg is even remotely close to doing. And if you're (laughs) Vegas, you have nothing but cap space for the next decade. They started signing some players to longer-term deals because they have so much cap flexibility in the future. So if you get a core guy, a bona fide top-line winger, like a guy like Mark Stone to complement your top six and your power play and to play uh, defensively as well. Why wouldn't you pay him if you have the if you have the means to? I mean, that, those are those are guys that you just don't you you have to draft them. Yeah, and they don't normally come by a trade, so you got to keep them when you do have them. And then Ottawa's just a mess, and that's how he became available. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, but we're Ottawa. not gonna we're not gonna get into that. The team that took them to the Eastern Conference Finals only what like four guys are left yeah, from that roster yeah, like bobby that. ryan like craig anderson borowiecki one other player cc yeah cc that's wild that's insane if zingle duchene and stone made up almost 40 percent of their scoring this season alone yeah and they're all gone another team that 
is going to cause problems for the Jets in the playoffs is the Predators. They added Wayne Simmons from Philly and Gran- and Granlin from the Wild. Yeah, and Brian Boyle is a fourth-line center, too. Yeah, and they oh, got yeah. rid of Fiala. Yeah, that was a kind of a sideways trade as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned for yeah. Granlin. Yeah. Probably just a change of scenery trade, like both wanting fresh starts kind of thing. If you're the Predators, you get the best player in the trade so far. So, I mean, I, I would see the Predators winning that one. Yeah, and I guess just sticking with the Wild, they also re-signed Eric Stahl to a two-year extension, too. Yeah, I think he'll finish it there. Yeah, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. He didn't want to get traded, so yeah. yeah, good for him. He's he's had a career. Just to wrap up our NHL talk here, the Jets were among the most active teams in the at the deadline. They here. were the most active team yeah. this season. Six trades. You saw two familiar names get fresh starts elsewhere with uh, Brendan Lemieux um, getting traded to the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> and then also Nick Patan, I guess, shoveled day off promised him he'd get him a get him a start somewhere else and he got traded to the maple Leafs for par lindholm so i know some people are going to be sad to see both those guys go but it's kind of funny because there's a lot of times that people online would be like who should start lemieux or patan huh just kidding neither (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and shovel dayoff has said several times that lemieux brings an element to his game that no one else in the organization has which is that that sort of grit that you want on your fourth line that clearly shoveled off once so they trade him and promptly get matt hendricks back for a seventh rounder so he's back in a jets uniform that made me so happy yeah i'm not sure how much he's gonna play i don't think he will i think he's there just for the locker room presence and for the leadership that he brings to the team he's been there before obviously they know he's a good leader just to be there and he's done it before so obviously they think it can help in a seventh round draft pick worth it. Yeah, and worst comes to worst, he's uh, he can play on your fourth line. He's a uh, experienced NHL centerman who can win faceoffs as well. So and they have to deal with injuries, especially yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Matt Hendricks is a guy who's been there in the system before. He's had chemistry with uh, his uh, teammates in Winnipeg before. So, but that being said, I don't see him being a major, major key no. part of this team. I think he could like the leadership can be big though. You know, bring some big dad energy to the Jets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Big dad. Yeah. yeah. Big daddy energy. Okay. <laughs> we heard you. Uh, I was at the Jets game last night and. Humble break. So there's Nathan Beaulieu and Kevin Hayes both got their Jets debut last night, and I liked a lot of what I saw from Beaulieu. Mm-hmm. He got up and played when he could. Didn't he? Didn't like risk it. Like he, he, nothing bad happened when he did. Like he was smart about when to cheat up and when to do that. And playing with Truba, getting top line, top line right yeah. away. Um, he seemed to have a good game. And then Hayes, he's had some good opportunities there. Like I know he had that one opportunity that I think it was Steve Satana though. I think he was on the ice still. But he's had someone up and almost scored a goal there. But he, like his first game, can't expect like too much, right? But he looked pretty yeah. good out there. And he's he's huge. What line did Dude's they have? Dude's huge. Him he's on like him? six foot five. Uh, yeah, he ha- they had him playing with Ehlers and Perot. Oh yeah, that's a solid line. Yeah. So no, I I liked what I saw from both of them, and I think they'll both, especially Hayes, he'll improve more as he like gets used to his line mates. Oh yeah. And Bolu, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised like if he keeps playing how he did last uh, last night, and just keeps doing that, he might be able to stay in the lineup over someone like Kulikov who's been struggling yeah. as of late. Yeah. So yeah. So those are the notable ones that the Jets got. So we'll see how the new guys fit into the lineup going forward, and hopefully the Jets can snap this kid they're on. Anyways, I think that wraps it up for NHL here. And let's go to some NBA. <laughs> so LeBron James, you know, the goat. Oh, I, I maybe I, I said not. He might be. There's an argument to be made. It's Michael Jordan. Anyways, um, so LeBron James has sucked recently. What? His defense is just horrendous. Like, I was watching these videos. He just stands there and does nothing. So, like, like there's videos online and stuff about it. But, honestly, 
the Lakers outside the playoff spot. Most likely, LeBron not going to be in the playoffs for the first time since, like, ever. Wow. And, like, where are they right now? Sorry, I'm just going to pull it up here. The Lakers are 11th, 11th in the West. And they're three games back of San Antonio for the eighth seed. Like, I don't know. the way And the way, they, the way they're playing, like, honestly, on SportsCenter, if you watch that, they show the highlights. I'm like, oh, LeBron's just killing it. They're showing all these LeBron dunks and everything. And, oh, they lost the game. Why are you just showing the good things? Like, so it's very, very weird to see, like, all the LeBron highlights and then realize, like, oh, no, they actually are doing really bad. And they're 11th and likely not going to make the playoffs. I mean, unless LeBron really pushes through here and does something that obviously he's capable of, it's just going to be weird not seeing him there. Yeah, so they're only five. They're fifth from the bottom of their conference. That is, yeah, they're 11th out of 15 in the West. That's that's going to be tough sledding, although there is still – they do have a lot of season left, so they have time to turn it around. There's still some season left. They've played 60 games now, so – there is they can turn it around but lebron has to be uh playoff lebron and not regular season lebron for the next 20 games yeah we'll see what happens but on an eighth seed is the spurs uh demar derozan and them so gotta pass them too and they're they're not they're not bad they're pretty good um speaking of them earlier this week or this past week i saw the it was derozan's first game back in toronto he got a very he had a good he had a cool tribute video standing ovation they loved him in toronto so good to see that um good support for derozan in that game and it just kind of was it was kind of unfortunate ironic maybe unfortunate or ironic you be the judge of that um that on the last the spurs are up by one point with 23 seconds left in the game just got to keep the ball, get fouled, shoot some free throws, you know, win the game. Yeah, didn't do that. You know, DeMar DeRozan dribbling up the court, falls. And, and Kawhi Leonard yeah. picks up the ball, goes and scores, and that's the winning basket. And ironic. I'm like, kind of funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it is ironic. Like, the guy you got traded for, it's like, hey, I'm going to take that ball and score for Toronto because you ain't scoring for Toronto anymore, bud. Yeah. So, like, I thought that was really, really cool, but also really sad for him on a night that was his he first. came back, yeah. Yeah, but he still played great, and I don't know. He'll always be good. Well, yeah, there. it's one game, but like, yeah, it kind of sucks. It's like probably like the worst time for that to happen. But yeah, and then the Raptors last night um, just dominated Boston, like destroyed. What them. was the score? One eighteen ninety five, and Spicy P got twenty five points. Who's Spicy yeah, P? Yeah, who's Spicy P? Pascal Sykam. He's a power forward for the Raptors, and he's had a breakout year. He's definitely the most improved player of the year. He'll win that award hands down. Nice. But, yeah, great game for him. Kawhi Leonard with 21, and they just dominated Boston, who's going to be a – they're the fifth seed right now, but on paper and most probably in the playoffs is going to be one of the teams that can actually push them and maybe be a problem for the Raptors. But the Raptors have a great chance of coming out of the East. Yeah, as soon as, Lebr- right now. as soon as LeBron leaves the East, all of a sudden the Raptors have a chance now. Yeah, but yeah, also like- can't count out Milwaukee and the Greek through. Greek freaks. Yeah, I mean Milwaukee's been outstanding, and also Boston's been good. They're fifth, I believe, in the conference. Mm-hmm. So and then yeah, so like yeah, that was some NBA news, you know, some basketball, some ball. We're gonna stick some, stick with some ball here. Um, Zion Williamson of the Duke Blue Devils, um, supposed to be the undisputed number one pick, like no problem. He's supposed to be like the next huge superstar in the NBA. You know what? Because of him, Nike stock has fallen. Why? His shoe broke, <laughs> <laughs> and he got like a little like sprain, and he had to be out a few. He had to be out a bit, but like really? he literally went to he pivot. He pivoted. He pivot, made a pivot, and like 
his foot was like sideways and the shoe like broke like the sole the it, sole yeah, like came off it literally yeah Whoa. yeah and that's not a good look for nike you know because yeah. that should not happen and like it was just like a big deal because it happened to the most important player heading into the nba draft mm-hmm. on duke who's a well-watched team in yeah the university so on a big stage it was against unc too, north carolina like their rivals so yeah. so many people watching that game and that happens early in the game and yeah nike's stock went down like one or two percent like instantly PR in the news. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just like, glad he's okay. And he'll be ready to go for March Madness. March Madness starts in March. March. In March. Mm-hmm. You guys you guys are going to watch that? Oh, I always do. I make a bracket and everything. And yeah. go Syracuse. Yeah, I don't make a bracket, but I watch. It's exciting. I watched the final. You watch it all this year. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will watch it all this year. Yeah. Um, so there's some NFL news. Wow. And some CFL news. Wow. Yeah. Um, in the NFL, the Eagles have just said they are not going to franchise tag Nick Foles, giving him a chance to start elsewhere because just that whole behind Carson Wentz unless he inevitably gets hurt to play and then lead his team to the playoffs. So he's finally going to get a chance to start somewhere else, and a team I see that happening with is... Who is it? The Washington Redskins. Really? Rival, same division, see Philly twice a year. Alex Smith, Lake, pretty messed up. So he might not be playing this season. They need someone. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, it sucks that Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, though. I know. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, the only reason they won their uh, their playoff game against the Bears this year was because Cody Parkey couldn't hit a field goal. But it was also because Nick Foles came in and was clutch again in the playoffs, and he ended up losing to a – superior team in the in the st louis sorry los angeles no they lost to uh, oh, new orleans no, they lost to the saints yeah they lost yeah sorry that's what i was thinking of no they didn't they lost to the saints yeah they lost to the saints they for sure did um sorry, and then Becker. the giants the giants also just said uh recently that they're not going to trade odell beckham jr now when it's been highly rumored he was going to san fran him or antonio brown so looks like there's a good chance antonio brown heads to san fran now so we'll see We'll see. Don't care. I'm over it. Um, and just lastly, former NFL player Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, always in the headlines, you know, keeping it real in the CFL as well. Johnny, Manz- Johnny Manziel made a headline for the CFL today. Um, the Alouettes had to release him due to a breach of the agreement that they had. He violated an agreement which makes him ineligible to play in the league. Do we know what this breach was? I don't think it said no, oh, but okay. they're just saying, like, he gone. Bye. Bye. He's gone, wow. and so I'm sure he'll get a he'll get a call from the AAF or the XFL from Vince McMahon. I could see him thriving in that environment. <laughs> is the XFL on right now? 2020. 2020. So the AAF is yeah. on. Yeah, but I honestly think he's gonna be great in the XFL. He has a personality for it. So they're gonna have three football leagues. Yes. Well, four, CFL, NFL, AAF. Yeah, Manziel's had his demons. You know, he's he uh, couldn't make it in the NFL because he kept part because uh, he was chose to party with Justin Bieber instead and couldn't really uh, take advantage of the opportunity he was given. And uh, then he comes to the CFL to try and rekindle his career, and ultimately it was a uh, we don't have the the reasons behind the agreement, but I think. Uh, I don't want to speculate, but there might be similar reasons why he yeah wouldn't be allowed to play in the CFL again. So I just hope he figures himself out whatever he's going through. Yeah, talent, 
but just uh, not not the personality that could handle the the professional athlete lifestyle. Anyways, thanks for tuning in this week to Rebels Rewind, and thanks, Kaylin, for joining us this week. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, and we'll be back in two weeks to bring you some more sports news. Sports. Sports. Sweet. Bye.